and record. It's not the intro to this, is it? No, no, it's not. It's just... Ba I just say it, don't I? Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> if I change my voice again. So what, what did you... This is... It's called Almost Got Him from the 90s Batman. Uh, what's... I, I keep getting these conflicting um, results for what number episode it was. Season one, episode forty-six, I think. Sure. Did you see any? I was going to ask you. Did you see any of these? Uh, that's the one thing I didn't write down. I wrote down. Uh, it appeared uh, November tenth, nineteen ninety-two. So we were the ripe ages of blank and blank. <laughs> yeah. Um, in our when we truly loved Batman because we we're only really getting him from a couple places. This there was a movie like, version, which was fine. There was comic versions that I wasn't really heavy in, but the animated series was must see TV. Yeah, this was like every Saturday, and then like then they started giving us like every weekday. I was like, oh, fucking it. Yeah, this was kind of our uh, like our nucleus of Batman, if you will. and like arguably that like easily the top three cartoon of our childhood, but arguably the best um, animated comic book TV series. Yeah, and this this one was actually, this episode was uh, actually influenced by a four four issue story arc in uh, the Batman two ninety one to two ninety four, and it was called "Where Were You on the Night Batman Was Killed?" And it was forced. It was very. It was basically the same premise. Same premise. But a fucking mislead. Because Batman hasn't died in all hundred and seventy years of him being alive. Yeah. Fuck you. But this again. This is. A great episode, which it's, is not hard to say from the students. It's great because it's it's kind of a, just a one shot, like one off type thing. No, no ties to any arc or anything. It's just Joker, Two Face, Killer Croc, Penguin, and eventually Poison Ivy having a poker game and talking about stories. Excuse me, story stories about uh, their face offs with Batman, right? And kind of a clip show too, because it's yes. not a linear story. It's kind of like, hey, remember this, and they flash back. But funny because we've never actually seen that episode, so it works in that kind of type of way. And they kind of have, they have their own uh, they have their own theories too. Where Croc thinks Killer Croc thinks he's a robot, where Two Face thinks there are multiple <laughs> Batman set up by Gordon. Um, I also wrote like this is maybe the best premise for like a Batman joke. Like if all these villains walked into a bar, oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of that they all sit down. I I I never know how they like agree to all do poker night because half of these guys have already double crossed each other in the name of like hey I want that more than you so yeah. like, we can take a Friday off to like play cards and already Joker's cheating too right which is amazing yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I mean you take you take the night off who's like aren't you don't you think that the cops are going to jump all over that you, you would think right yeah. it kind of works out in that direction but like, it's exactly how, what happens it's exactly what happens yeah it's funny how they go around the table and they you get each of their like kind of mannerisms and archetypes like joker's cheating by throwing aces up into his hand two faces like slamming down the table with one hand and like flipping one with the other hand like you you get how they are in their day-to-day -day lives with this simple mundane just like playing cards which is kind of cool yeah it's really cool my my favorite part in the in the episode actually came early that's when, because it's just the it's just the four of them at first, the the four the four men, and then Poison Ivy shows up, and Two Face is like half of me wants to strangle you. She's like, and the other half, 
to hit you with a truck. <laughs> and I, and I, I laughed, and, and then like they kind of look at her, and she's like, "We used to date." Yeah. And I was like, "So it makes perfect sense." Like the adult yeah. me, like loves that joke way more than the kid me that didn't get it. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get it, but yeah, the supposed half of you was supposed to like like people, right? Like I'm thinking the duality, but the duality is like she's still my fucking ex, right? Like, yeah. Can't stand it. Yeah, that, that that came early, so I was like, I, I was like, this is I like, I enjoy this. <laughs> uh, my favorite part is also a two face memory when he does his flashback. You finally get to see the two ton penny. That's right. Yeah, that's that's been elusive in the Batcave for how long? So like, this became sort of like an Easter egg episode too. Yeah, and that that's actually from one of the the comics in the forties. Yeah, like the, the the penny has gone on for a long time, but like when we were kids, we didn't know where it was coming from. But we would always see it in the Batcave. You'd see the Tyrannosaurus Rex. Which never made sense. No, never made sense. This giant penny, and you knew it came from Two Face, but you're like, what? How? Like, how did he get it in? What happened? Like, there's a story there. So the fact that we finally got the story, like, I was super elated to see. And I was like, oh my god! And it's like such a crazy, such like a James Bond like epic story of like, why don't you just shoot him? Like, you could have just shot him in the face the entire time. He said he basically rigged the whole contraption where he would tape Batman to a penny, and if it lands tails, he would go splat. If it lands heads, I guess he lives, but who cares? Like, you're sending a giant penny into the air? Yeah. Like, calm down. Like, the amount of, like, engineering and, like, man hours and, like, people to, like, set this up, like, test it. Like, fuck that. I just shoot him in the face. Like, it's the whole um, uh, Austin Powers. Yeah. So, when I, when we used to watch Austin like, Powers. Doc, stuff. Like, I got a gun. We'll go shoot him in the face. And it's like, no, you can't do it. Like, there's a prop. Like, I love how Austin Powers figured that out. It's you like, don't, you don't get it, Scott. <laughs> you just don't get like, it. I get it. Like I got a gun. Just go down there and shoot him in the face. Like so, so, get it. So that was funny. That like that was funny enough for me, the the Austin Powers bit. But I mean, when I watched the the original James Bond, the um, you only die twice. Uh, when I watched it back for episode thirty nine, when we did the. Uh, Ninjack and James Bond AXP across the pages. We watched that. I was dying because it's like shot. Like it's he has shot. him. He has him at gunpoint. Blofeld yeah. has James Bond at gunpoint, <laughs> and he can always have him in the crosshairs. And he can literally like I, it's so funny. He's so vulnerable. He can actually just shoot him, but he tells him to get like into this train, and it's like, what are you doing, man? And then they, they carry that trope over to Batman, who has always shown that he has a face. Like he's given you a perfect. Because he's a Caucasian male and he wear, he dresses in black, so the Caucasian face is always staring right at you as a perfect bullseye, and yeah. they shoot him in the chest. It's like what? Yeah, every. Like, what kind of criminal are you? Shoot him in the face, like <laughs> the logo. No, the logo. Oh, Scott. Shoot, Scott Evil. Shoot him in the face. I got a gun. Go to shoot him in the face. Like what? Easy. Done. I'm a hero. Uh, the I best. I, I thought the I thought the the part that got me about that story was when he, he at the end he chased the goons in a fork truck. <laughs> that, 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 I don't know. Whenever I see a superhero, especially Batman, just driving like a like an everyday vehicle, yeah, I always find that so funny. It's just like imagine imagine Batman like on a bicycle, you know, like a unicycle or something. Like Batman just in a fork truck. <laughs> so let's get into this episode. Obviously, we started off with uh, our main villains are sitting around for an average card game, and they get to shooting the shit because obviously. What else are they going to really talk about except yeah. for their favorite um, nemesis who they can't squander? And they all just start sharing stories of how they came this close. But, like, all of the stories aren't really that close. Like, No, they're, they're terrible. Well, we just talked about the Two-Face one, so we understand that 
you know, after after yeah, robbing. Super elaborate. You were close, but you were an idiot because you wanted to be all like, "I killed him with a pin." Yeah, he got he got extravagant. I think the worst one was probably Ivy. Like, I was just gonna say, like Ivy's story is like pretty good. Like, you lured him into basically a pumpkin orchard, pumpkin patch, pumpkin patch, and then um, they all started emitting this like uh, toxic gas, and he was falling over, but he like he uses his bat belt to like call his Batmobile over and win? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After he goes poison gas. Yeah, like again, if I was Ivy, shoot him in the face or like stab him in the face or like what where are those Venus Y traps that you like eat everything? So like she had him on his knees. And yeah, yeah and fucked it. <laughs> and like if Batman's got a, a belt in a car, like the like explain this Batmobile rig too, but like his car acts like a dog, and like yeah. <laughs> just comes and rescues him. Like, yeah, like, that's your best one. Ugh. Yeah, that's a yeah. I, I yeah, <laughs> I, I yeah. She was hers was the, hers was the worst. Two Face was like you said. We we talked about how he just he got too got too cute. He got too showy with it with his Penguins, giant penny. Penguins is very like precise i appreciate penguins because he was actually trying to trap like trying to trap him so penguin gets batman to come to an avery uh in the zoo the avery of doom sorry that has all these birds in it but he i don't know how this happens but he essentially got all these hummingbirds with poison beaks (laughs) to chase batman and like so like he's watching batman run from these poisonous birds Guess what he could have done in the meantime as he's waiting for these birds to catch him? He's got a gun in his umbrella, by the way. Shoot him in his face. Shot I, him. I mean, this man, this man, like, who's who's his killer? Because I want to yeah. know the, the guy that keeps bringing up all these umbrellas to be, like, amazing. They're essentially, um... Gunbrella! Right? Like, all of his, like, I remember he had one that's a helicopter at one point. Like, Penguin has these amazing um, umbrellas that do amazing things. His best one is obviously either the sword one or the gun one. So, like, you assume that if you finally have Batman in your crosshairs, in a cage, essentially, right? Because they're in a big bird cage. And he's running from birds that are poisonous with beaks, which, if you want to dive into how that makes sense... The, the, the methods of that, it doesn't... Don't, yeah, it doesn't, yeah like, don't, cause don't. Assume that there's, like, a whole closet full of dead hummingbirds that couldn't take as much poison as he was dunking them in their beak. Like, they were just drinking it, and they're like, oh, no, he died. Like, go to the next one. Like It's, yeah, there's... It's There'd such be like a specific amount of poison that you put on their beak, but they don't ingest it. It's it's so campy. It's fucking great. And then there's that giant He's bird that... around in a cage. Shoot him! Like, yeah. sh- sh- shoot him in the face, P- please. But then, but then, but then, Batman t- <laughs> turns the tides by using the one of the hummingbirds to to poke that giant bird that was chasing him. A giant <laughs> bird too. <laughs> I God, I was laughing. I had a great time. I wonder how much bird research someone does when they have to write a penguin episode <laughs> or like a penguin story. Like, like, do they love birds or do they hate them? They're just like, <laughs> find an ostrich and throw it in there because I don't give a fuck. And Batman's just gonna punch something in the face. And I've seen like a baby ostrich. It's adorable as fuck. But yeah. I, I don't know how you could like train it to kill a Batman. Or like you have to start from an early age. Uh, how did you uh, how did you rate Croc's method? Um, we we were we've been quoting we've been trying to record this episode for a while. Yeah. But we've been quoting Killer Croc lines from like before we even watched the episode, or like immediately after we watched the episode, because it's probably the greatest. He has the greatest story ever. 
<laughs> you want to say it? No, uh, I'm going to leave it to you because I gave you the great setup for it. Throw a big rock at him. <laughs> that's that's, that's and, it. You know, I was... it's, it's probably the best plan out of all of them. Maybe yeah. except for Joker. is probably the best plan. The most direct. I mean, like, instant instant gratification. I didn't need a lot of planning. But, like, you hear him, like, I threw a big rock at him. And yeah. everyone looks at him like, you're the weirdo? Like, yeah. you... Like you didn't do an elaborate plan. It's like I don't know, man. You you didn't you didn't uh, put bombs in a pumpkin patch. You didn't poison <laughs> have hummingbird tips. You, you didn't go and forge a giant penny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you throwing rocks? Who do you think you yeah. are? To Two Face's credit, he would have had to like emboss it with Lincoln's face, and then so write all the fucking like years on it. Like, there's so much extra work to make it an actual penny. But like, I feel like I, we have to re-rank Killer Croc. Because he's kind of a genius. I yeah. feel a big rock at him. Like, Batman's not superhuman. If a big rock hits him, he's going fucking. He's crunched. Him. That's it, man. It's done. Batman, like, hey. This. How is this guy not a, a Hall of Fame villain? Aim for that. Well, aim for that big, that big pale chin, right? Just crack. Done. And he was probably aiming for the Caucasian in him. Yeah, that's what I mean. He wasn't aiming for the suit. <laughs> so that was that was yeah i appreciate that one the most and then there's the joker one which is probably the most um it's on brand and he was actually close yes that's what i mean the closest he almost had him dead to rights as joker would right like if this is all a setup to talk about how joker's really maybe the best of the villains because he can actually do it yeah you kind of you kind of prove that thing I really appreciate this. Do you want to go through the setup? You want me to? Um, so he uh, traps Batman into like a studio audience kind of game show. Yeah, like a late night show almost. Right, which is like an amazing theme that like I love that keeps recurring, whether it's in comics, um, TV, or the most recent movie. Because I do, I do enjoy when Joker's on late night TV for whatever reason. Yeah. Because as a fan of late night TV, like you love that live aspect and anything can happen, and Joker's the crowned prince of random bucket like chaos is gonna happen right so he uh courses batman onto this live game show straps him up into kind of an electric chair and it's set to rig every time the audience laughs which is like that's the that's the the chef's kiss on that one because batman's i mean sorry joker's king of just whether it's true or false or um him trying to force laughs he's always trying to get a laugh from somebody whether it's like real or like I gave him a drug in order so they laughed. So the fact that the audience is, what was it? Wait, was it laughing or applauding? No, it was. It was laughing. It was the okay. harder. It was harder. The harder the uh, the audience laughed. The hard, the the stronger the shock was. The, the shock, more he get like yeah, right. The whole meter to see like how much voltage Batman was actually getting, and it was great because the, I, I we're assuming that like, I'm pretty sure that he drugged the audience too to be laughing at Batman. Yeah, he well, Yeah, they were gassed. They were they were Joker gassed. Um, and it, it was great. Like he, he literally had him dead to rights. Yeah, and I and I appreciate that um, Harley Quinn was just reading the phone book, and that was that was making people laugh. Like it was such a it was such a good idea. I was like, okay, this is uh, this is funny. Yeah, and like we don't give her enough credit of being the best like sidekick to turn into like the the main kick. Yeah, like the lead. Like I would love to see a Harley Quinn title where Joker's running sidekick to him to her. Sorry. Yeah. Because like. 
we all know the history of you and I, I should say, of Harley Quinn, who was invented for this TV show, and she's yeah. gone on to do such amazing things now in the the pantheon and like the mythos of Batman. Like they really took her and ran. Yeah, she's but, a fan favorite now. Everybody loves her. Like, and then like in movies, right? Like maybe one of the best castings for um, character to actual actors. Yeah. Um, but again, I love that like they use her sparingly in this, and like. Every time they use her sparingly, you always like, oh, I need more Harley Quinn, and she's the best, right? Yeah, yeah, and like I said, Batman almost almost ate it here, but ends up getting because he ends up getting saved by Catwoman, so he didn't Which even get it. Another MacGuffin kind of thing, like, yeah. just, okay, we need a way out of this. And yeah, they, yeah. And I, I, if this is first season, I don't know if Robin had made his. Um, debut. He was Robin was in it by now. It's like episode. What did I say? Forty six. Yeah. It's, we're deep in it. So it's weird the choice that they made. I get it for how the episode ends, where you chose Catwoman, but you would expect my actual partner to come save my ass if I'm Batman. Not my, like, off and on, off and on again love interest. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I don't know say. It's great. It was a great, it was a great little standalone episode. Um, and you get the whole you reveal. Get the, the kind of the punchline of the episode, too. Yeah, was that... Um... Batman was Killer Croc in disguise the whole time. Yeah, I, I, can't re- I can't remember the reveal of what he says, but I do enjoy the fact that at one point you're looking at Killer Croc, and then he fades back into the shadows, and then you get the Batman silhouette. Yeah. And he comes back in, and all the villains are like, well, what are you like? How are you going to get out of this, Batman? It's like four on one. And then the bigger reveal is that everybody else in the bar is Gotham PD, and they all spring into action. Which takes us right back to what we said at the beginning is like, all these uh, villains and all these villains um, together, how can the police resist, right? Right. Yeah, this is a, what a big, like, like you guys are idiots. Like, there's a big fucking sign on their back that says, arrest me, right? Like, like you're hanging out with known villains. Like, that's basically going to draw a mox to flame in terms of attention from the, the police, right? Yeah, but it's great. It's a great, it's a great little, I usually, uh, I don't know, standalone episode. I'm always a big series guy. I always like when arcs carry over and stuff. So I don't always love the one shots, but this was one of the best. Again, because it's kind of a clip show and kind of like it gives you a little look into each little villain and how they operate with how they thought they they beat Batman. Yeah. And then the fact that Batman pulled off this entire thing in order to find out what Joker did with Catwoman, right? Like Catwoman saves him and then somehow gets swept up in Joker and Harley Quinn disappears so he has to go into this thing operation as killer croc to find out where joker has been hiding her it turns out that uh, funny enough he's holding her in a cat food uh cannery, or cannery. Which, is, which is great <laughs> well again you're the world's greatest detective and you don't realize that like your greatest rival villain um joker wouldn't do something as punny as hold a cat uh hold cat woman in a cat food factory like you you should know this dude of all the places you first look like you're not looking in like the dumpster behind the alley of like mcdonald's you should be looking at maybe the cat food place right yeah which you deal with joker right so but again that's another reason why i don't think he's the best i mean he had to put on this entire sting operation to get one line of dialogue that says oh yeah i have her in this cat food factory like this was an elaborate sting operation 
And what what can you really charge the rest of the villains with other than like? Yeah, I don't know exactly. They were. <laughs> we got you for rocketeering. It's like yeah, I'll be out in like six months, like two months or whatever, right? Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a fun episode until you start like applying all the things that you're like, wait a minute. So what? Uh, how many bottle caps are you giving this? Um. It's like six. a three. Out of six. Yeah, it's a it's a three. Like it's it's good. It's solid. I know there's better um, animated series episodes. But it would get like a, a, a additional bottle cap for just Killer Rock, and I threw a rock at him because like yeah. that, that made was, the entire episode. And then the fact that you realize that that's Batman saying that, like Batman's funny in the animated series, like he's yes. sarcastic, and like Bruce Wayne has a personality. Like they like they did a good divide of the two type of characters, but like there's always because obviously you're aiming at kids, there's always the sense of humor. So the fact that he can portray one of his greatest villains in Killer Croc, but just have him saying stupid shit as Killer Croc would. Um, it's kind of awesome. But yeah, so, solid three to halfway. Yeah, I was gonna do I was gonna do three and a half just because uh they just really went full camp on this. Like this yeah. the hummingbirds and the, the pumpkin pad. I was like, this is great. This is like it was like reading like a one of the original like uh finger and cane books, you know what I mean? Like it was like ridiculous. So yeah, I, I appreciate I, that. I could definitely see Adam West playing this in like a live action. There were pumpkins. Quick, Batmobile, come to me, right? Like that version of Tampi and still super fun. So, Yeah, great. So that's it. Boom. I give it a boom. Is this is yeah. where I boom things? Oh, no, you don't boom. <laughs> <laughs> I give it three rocks out of a possible six rocks and I throw them all at Batman's face. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, Dad. I got a gun in my room. Just go there. You just, you just <laughs> don't get it, Dank. You shoot don't. him in the face. Okay. <laughs> He's always like, shoot him in the face. I got don't, you don't just, you don't get it, Dank. You know. <laughs> and if it weren't for this blasted coin, I would have got him. Gee, that's too bad, Hov. But I guess you'll always come in second. Anyone else want to go? There I was, holed up in this quarry. When Batman came nosing around, he was getting closer, closer. And? I threw a rock at him. So, Harvey, what became of the giant Benny? It was a big rock. They actually let him keep it.